Nom Nom delivers fresh food with whole ingredients, backed by veterinarian science. Science tells us that a dog's health starts in the bowl. So, improving their diet is one of the best ways to help them live a long and happy life. Nom Nom's food is full of proteins your dog loves and the vitamins and nutrients they need to thrive. All you have to do is order, pour, and serve. Ready to make the switch to fresh? Order Nom Nom today. Go to https colon slash slash trinom.com forward slash curveball and get 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's https colon slash slash t-r-y-n-o-m dot com forward slash curveball. Plus, Nom Nom comes with a money back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by best-selling author and professional speaker, Avi Wilson. Avi is an axe-throwing champion, so you definitely don't want to make him mad. And he specializes in resilience, self-discovery, and entrepreneurship. So we're going to be talking to him about overcoming childhood trauma and his stories about battling mental health issues and anything else that he wants to talk about. So Avi, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Curtis. It's truly an honor to be here. Very excited. Well, why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Uh, Absolutely. Thank you so much for that introduction. So my name is Avi. I am from the Boston area. I grew up in Massachusetts. I've lived here my whole life. I am a father. I am an author. I am an axe-throwing champion. Uh, and I dabble in a lot of different things. <laughs> so one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about, Curtis, because I do I do enjoy playing and watching sports. And one of my things as a speaker, which is my dream and what my purpose is in life, is to it's to help other people find out what their purpose is. We're all on this earth for some reason, and we need to figure out what it is. We need to tap into our potential and to fully leverage it to our fullest potential and discover what it is that truly makes our heart beat. That is the key of life, right? So finding whatever that may be is so important to me and helping other people to reach that same level of success. And I think the, the person that said it best uh, would was definitely uh, Bob Marley. The greatness of a man is not in how much wealth he acquires, but in his integrity and in his ability to affect those around him positively. That, to me, resonates probably more strongly than any quote that I know of. Like, Bob Marley really got it. He, he understands what it is. How do we advance human society? He just broke it down for you right there right? It's 
It's bringing up the people around us. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be great, to be a champion, but true champion knows the difference between a champion and a true champion, which is one that not only wins for themselves, but also brings out the best in others. And you can't save the world, right? We're not all Superman, but every seed deserves an opportunity to grow. Every person deserves to have a chance to grow. And that's about. And for me, a big turning point in my life was, um, it was just such a random story, really, how I even got into Axlung. It was totally random, I swear. <laughs> it was 2019, and I was in this house and there was a spare room, but which we had an Airbnb. And this woman from Germany came in and she was just exploring the neighborhood. And she said to me, she came back one day and she's like, hey, I, Avi, I saw them throwing axes. And I'm like, no, that can't be right. People don't throw axes. Like, <laughs> that's not something people do. And she's like, no, no, really. And she dragged me there. And the next thing I know, uh, we go, we get some Thai food and then we are throwing axes at boards. And the first time I did it, it was the most bizarre feeling ever. I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like we're taught growing up, don't be be careful with tools. Don't don't throw them. Be very careful. Make sure you cover them up when you're done, right? And here I am throwing razor sharp axes <laughs> in midair, which just felt totally weird. But after a few times, I was like, hey, I lost. I didn't win. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to see what this is about. And I signed up for a league. And that was the first time in my life that I had come in first place at anything. Like in my life, I always, the best only got second best. I never got first place. So that was a huge boulder, a weight that was taken off my shoulders. It changed me as a person. And what my mission is and what I'm about is helping other people find out what it is that helps them discover their inner champion, right? Because I think that that is such a powerful thing. And I think that more importantly, doesn't necessarily mean you have to win a trophy or come in first place. It could be you do something meaningful that helps somebody else and it makes you feel incredible. It could be you volunteer or you discover something about yourself or somebody else, or you just do something meaningful in life and it gives you a renewed sense of purpose. And so that to me was incredibly powerful. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to tell you about Curtis was how I actually did it. There was a lot of work that went into me preparing for it. And I took it very seriously because I wanted so, so badly for just one time in my life, just one time to come in first place. And it was really hard. And I feel like I did have some luck on my side, but with that luck came a ton of preparation. And I want to tell you about my focus plan and how I actually did it so that other people listening can apply this. I found somebody who was a mentor, kind of like a consultant too. And he was a tennis coach, actually, which had nothing to do with axes. What he taught me was applicable to not just axes or tennis, but any sport. So the first thing he taught me, focusing on the process, not the outcome. Focus on the task at hand, not about winning. What is it that you're trying to do? Are you trying to hit the ball to the other side of the court? Are you trying to make that layup? Are you trying to get to first base? What, whatever that may, may be, focus on the task at hand. Trust in yourself. Breathing. Make your move on the exhale. Focus on the task at hand. Be in the moment. 
only one individual wins. The one with the most desire and the best focus. As you're playing, make corrections as needed. Remain positive, calm, composed. Enhance confidence. Remember, throughout the entire time, continue, persist. Tell yourself, continue, persist. When you lose focus, which is going to happen, regain control of your thoughts and direct whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's a baseball bat, a football, a soccer ball, see where you want it to go. Direct it there. Keep trust in your skills. Do not try to overthink or guide your kick or throw or whatever sport you're playing. Do not try to overthink or guide whatever it is that you're doing. Do not deviate from what you know. Stick to what you know. Do not deviate away from it. Perform in the present moment. Always be present. Let go of expectations that can sabotage you from winning. Challenge yourself to stay on the attack. Be aggressive. Refocus as needed. Stop yourself from focusing in the future. Rewind always to the present moment. Only the present moment matters. Not if you win or lose the competition. Keep in your mind 100% always a positive image of you winning. See, keep that image positive always. Trust in yourself. That image surrounds around trust. Positive image 100% of the time always. When you get a little flustered, ask yourself, where am I? The answer, right here, right now. Focus on what to do. Persistence, resilient, positive. Negative thoughts, anytime that happens, they will happen. Counter, what if this happens? What if that happens? Stop, stab KT. I'm going to tell you what that means. That means S, someone believing in you. T, thinking, hey, maybe you can. A, acting as if you can. B, believing you can. K, knowing you can. And T, trusting you will. Remember, pressure does not exist. Tell yourself, I am here to enjoy the competition, savor the competition, savor the moment, push the limits, and test the barriers. Focusing is the single most important mental skill associated with performance excellence. Focusing refers to the ability to concentrate totally on what it is you are doing, seeing, reading, hearing, learning, feeling, observing, experiencing while you are engaged in the activity or performance. Focusing fully not only allows you to connect totally with what you are experiencing, but also frees you from performing without being disturbed by distracting thoughts. And finally, distraction control refers to the ability to maintain or regain a positive, effective focus when faced with potential distractions, negative input, or it could be setbacks. These distractions could be external, arising from your environment, or they could be internal, arising from your own thinking or expectations. What's key is maintaining and regaining a constructive focus. It is critical, a part of performing to your uh, capacity on a consistent basis, whether distractions occur before, during, 
between or after events. Developing your ability to refocus in a positive direction is an extremely important factor affecting the consistency of performance in all domains. When you experience lapses in concentration or setbacks during a performance, the goal is to quickly regain a fully connected focus. This is made possible by planning to refocus and refining your ability to use cues, images, or reminders to rapidly refocus on what is within your immediate control in the present moment. Once you have developed the ability to fully focus on the task at hand, even for moderate periods of time, distractionally focusing becomes the single, single most important mental factor affecting the consistency of high-level performance. So what are your thoughts on failure? Is failure something that we should strive to avoid? Failure is part of the process of learning and achieving success and through trial and error. Nobody in this world ever made it through life and said, wow, that was so easy. That was a breeze. And I didn't even fail. No such thing. The most successful people in the world are often the ones that go through the most adversity. And the ones that struggle through the most adversity are oftentimes the most successful. For example, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon. When it first started, it was just a bookstore. And they came close many times to going bankrupt. But he persisted and he kept going. And he overcame that adversity to become one of the most successful businessmen in the world. Mike Tyson, one of the greatest boxers of all time. And Muhammad Ali, what do they have in common? They both have been knocked down. These legends, these, these the best of the best in their sport, even they got knocked down. But it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up. Take it, learn from the rounds you lose. You'll come back harder and stronger and have, and have, and have learned a better way of doing things the next time around. So it's important to fail fast fail hard, remember the lesson, and take it with you, those learning lessons. If we don't take them with us, we're not going to come back better, and we're going to fall into the same trap. So it's important not to just fail, but pay attention and have the right fortitude and mindset to take those lessons from that failure, whatever that may be in life, whether it's a business or relationship or whatever the case may be, take those learning lessons and keep them close with you. Remember them. Look at them often, right? Because the other part of failure too is, okay, what are the things that we're predisposed to? We all are dealt a hand of cards when we, when we come into this world. Some are good, some are bad, but we have to play with the cards we're dealt with and fully leverage them to the fullest potential. We're all trying to go to the same place. We all want to reach self-actualization, but we don't always get there. But along the way, we will always fail. And failure is important and key to success and recognizing prime opportunities. So don't ever feel bad for failing. Okay, so so you talked about overcoming mental health challenges. So tell us about some of your challenges as well as what you would say to somebody struggling with mental health challenges or even struggling with business. Absolutely. So I speak to both as a speaker and 
So as a young adult, I was diagnosed with a major depressive disorder and a bipolar disorder type one. And that was actually a very good point in my life because up until that point, I had no idea what the heck was wrong with me internally. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't have anybody to talk to. So I just with it internally, and that led me to doing bad things. But I overcame that. I'm not that same person. I overcame those struggles. I overcame that adversity. And I learned that everybody should, should know about mental health. There is always a light at the end of the tunnel. Even when things feel dark and hopeless and you feel helpless, you can and you will get through it and you are worth it. You have a purpose. You have a mission. You have something important to do here. So when you feel like giving up, find people. There are people who will listen to remind you that you are deserving and worthy of love and living a good and meaningful life. Every person is. Everybody has something to bring. Uh, and that's so important to, to recognize because bipolar disorder for me was was not fun. That was the hardest part of that was getting to a point where I wanted where I accepted my own reality, right? Because for a long time, Curtis, I rejected that. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be associated with this. I don't want to be a man with bipolar disorder. I just want to be me. I just want to be Avi with no medical disorder because. If I try to date somebody, I don't want to talk about that I have this. I don't want this baggage. I don't want this thing associated with me. But the more I did that, the more I suffered. And it always brought me back to the same place, whether that was a hospital or just a really low point in my life where I just felt awful and stuck and trapped. And when I was able to accept that this is this doesn't define me, but it is part of who I am. Am and I'm not ashamed. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed of it either. It's just, it's just a part of me, like like anything else. But you just, you can't see these things, right? And that's why there's so much stigmatism, right? Because people who have never had it before, who don't, don't understand it, they just write it off like it's nothing. Oh yeah, that's probably just made up in their heads. Well, it's not. Millions of people have it. A huge, huge portion of the country has it. We just don't talk about it as much because things like the media and social media, they slam these things and they, they spread misinformation. So that worsens the stigma. Instead of us spreading self-love, we're spreading self-hate and division and undermining our democracy and everything that's been happening recently. And these things are not helping us move the needle forward. They're, we're moving back in time, which is really unfortunate because the leaders of this country should be looking to... Uh, bring us together, not separate and divide us. Bring us together as one people where we support each other instead of tearing each other down. And unfortunately, it's, you know, I'm just telling it how it is and how I see it. But I do have hope that for future leaders, we'll have better people in place that will, uh, you know, raise all of, all of us up instead of bringing all of us down. And I would say that to anybody, if you have a medical disorder, um, I'm not telling you to share that with the whole world. I'm speaking about it because it's private to me, but it's not a secret. And I want to help people to give them encouragement that you don't have to suffer in silence alone by yourself. You have people. There are resources. If you feel you have nobody, know that there are resources for you. There are people you can talk to. You don't have to do this alone. You are important. If you have a medical disorder, you don't have to be ashamed of it. You can accept it. And you can still live a happy and meaningful life. And even if things are tough, they will get better. Time does heal all. 
even if it's not in a day or a week or a month, you will heal. You will reach a point where you build up that fortitude and that strength that is within all of us. We all have it. And we are all worthy of love and self-belonging and purpose in this world. And whatever it is that you're going through, there is support. There is help. And don't ever give up on yourself. Keep moving forward. Keep persisting. You will spiral. You will lose your place. Your world may be turned upside down. But as long as you are still moving, as long as you are still breathing, as long as you are still alive, you still have purpose and you are still moving toward the target, even if it doesn't feel like it. And that's a lesson that I learned from Axe Thorn. Why do you feel that vulnerability is so important and how does it correlate back into authenticity? Great question, Curtis. Vulnerability, and I'll refer to a great mind that we have, which is Brene Brown. Vulnerability is not a weakness. Vulnerability is our most accurate measure of courage. To be vulnerable is to let ourselves be seen, to be honest. Vulnerability teaches you to persevere. More importantly, vulnerability opens your eyes as to whom you should and shouldn't trust. Those who will listen without judgment and guide you towards the right path. We need to be very, very careful too about who we share our stories and pains with, as Brene Brown has suggested. Those who will listen without judgment and guide us towards the right path. If you share it with the wrong person, I've made this mistake before. If you don't know this person super well, if you don't know if they're in your corner or not, or they're just not in a good place and you assume that they can just listen to some really hard stuff, because if you talk about deep stuff that's personal, sometimes you might unintentionally hurt somebody or cause them unwanted stress. And that's not their fault. We can't have everybody in our life we walk up to expect them to just be our doctor. Life doesn't work that way. And I've made that mistake of just assuming, oh, well, if I'm vulnerable and I just tell this person that I don't know really well, they'll be understanding. And that is not a good notion. That is a false notion. And it's understandable. Not everybody in this world can be, can be a doctor to us. We need to know who it's okay to share with. And if you have any doubts, you should probably, if you suspect somebody might be supportive, you may want to ask them before you even bring up, hey, I've got something personal I'm going through. Would it be okay? And would you allow me and would, or would you be comfortable with me sharing this with you? Could you give me some advice or guidance and be very clear about expectations? And they may say, yes, I'd be happy to hear and offer help. Um, or they might say no, in which case they're doing you a favor because we can't have expect everybody in our life to be there for us like a doctor. We have some, some people that can and some people that can't, right? Because it's just like anybody else, right? Some people can are happy to, they can look at a needle or they could stick somebody with a needle. I know that I'm somebody that can't. We are all good and not good. We're good, good at different things and some of us are not good at things. I can never be a doctor. The thought of even looking at a needle just makes me queasy. So <laughs> needles, doctors... Medical stuff is definitely not for me, but some people are good for that. So we need to surround ourselves and know who we have in our corner when we reach points that we need to be vulnerable because being vulnerable is important. And it is something we're all going to experience because we're all good at different things, right? And we need to be vulnerable in order to, it really does help bring strength, right? It doesn't seem like it would because we're sharing something weak about ourselves, but it's actually an empowering thing that is strengthening us when it's done in the right context and with the right people. 
Well, you also are a best-selling author, so tell the listeners about your books, what we can expect to find when we read them and where we can get them. Absolutely, Curtis. So it was 2000, 2019, and I had an e-commerce business, and then COVID hit, and I got wiped out. And I was super upset, frustrated, disappointed, but something very important. I had a mentor and he told me, hey, you might want to look into self-publishing. I think that might be something good for you. And I took what he said seriously because he's my mentor and I look up to him and I did my own due diligence and research. And I'm like, huh, you know, I think I could do something like this. I'm going to give it a try. So instead of just like mulling and like, you know, weeping in my own sorrow, I pivoted right away from that loss. Like it had never happened. And I dove, I dove right into self-publishing and I took a course and I learned so much and it was incredible. And the reason it was incredible is because it allowed me to own my past. It made me feel good that I was giving out good information and helping parents and number three is I was able to monetize it. So now I've got three very important points that I was able to capitalize on. And that was incredibly powerful for me. And it can be for so many people too. If you are passionate about something or even just have an interest in something, you can write books about it and you can make it. A, it's a business. It's hard. It's not easy, but it can be done and it is a viable business. And for me, it's been the most successful business that I've run. And the nice thing about it too, is that yes, being a business owner, it comes with a lot of stress. You don't get your paycheck from somebody. You're responsible for everything that happens. And if there is something bad happens, you have to deal with it. And sometimes you're not going to want to deal with it, but that's the trade-off of working for somebody else versus working for yourself. So there's pros and cons, but when it when it, it does become successful, it can be incredibly rewarding because then the work you're doing is not only just fun, but you're building an actual business. Um, and that can lead to all kinds of great things. So the course I took, uh, they recommended I use a pen name. So I picked out a pen name. I'm that person, but I own that person, but like it's the pen name. And I did that for personal reasons and also for marketing reasons, right? My name isn't the easiest to... Um, say or 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 spell. So, for marketing purposes, I went with a name that's much more generic, and you can't misspell it. And the other the other part too is I do reveal some personal things about my family, which I want to keep separated. They were important to me because uh, came back to my childhood, right? And I didn't always have such a positive experience. And for me, it was important that I face that, and I did. And that's one of the points that I told you about. I was able to confront my past. And that was healing for me. So a lot of unexpected and powerful things came out of self-publishing. And I'd encourage anybody else, if you're interested in that, or that sounds like something, you have a topic that you know really well, or something you maybe just have some interest in, to explore that and see if publishing, self-publishing might be good for you. There's a bunch of different people on YouTube that put out free content. You don't even have to pay for it. Ameka Osai check him out. He has the self-publishing blueprint. I believe he's given his course away for free. It's a no-brainer. His content's excellent. He knows how to make the topic interesting. I learned a lot from him. I just watched his videos for months straight. Um, I studied him religiously and wow, he taught me a lot. And because of him, I built a business that I wouldn't have otherwise have been able to. 
So really awesome guy, really have respect and want to give him a shout out. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's like anything else. If you have some, if there's something you're interested in, or you think you might have interest in, give it a chance by taking a course that you're interested in and see if it's something that you really just want to run with and try it out, give it a shot and, you know, see what happens. Well, tell us about any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about. Absolutely. So the big project that I'm really, really excited about right now is also um, kind of a spinoff of the publishing because I, I publish parenting books. And then the other thing that I'm doing is I have a sub stack, which is a free newsletter, and it's called All Star Parent. And All Star Parent is a free parenting newsletters that covers all the best topics. So I'm a father, I have a 12 year old daughter, and I'm one of the co-founders. And one thing that we all struggled with is not being able to get the right parenting information we need right away to find the answers you want. We have very limited time. We have very busy lives. Being a parent is very hectic, as we all know, and we don't have time to read through dozens and dozens of books. We want to answer. We want it fast. The, the podcasts that are out there from like the big authority figures, they're great. But even those are pretty long. They're like an hour. They're around, some, a lot of them are around an hour long, right? And we don't always have an hour in the day. So what we did is we, took, we followed all the most highly respected and authoritative parenting figures in the parenting space. And we, we boiled them down to just five-minute reads of content. So all the meat and potatoes is summarized up for you. You, need, you have a question or there's something you want to know about parenting, teens, toddlers, dieting, technology, whatever the case may be, schooling. Any, any topic that you're looking for, we provide you with an answer by taking the highest and most respected and trusted authority figures in the parenting space and getting you the answers in five minutes instead of 50 minutes. So that's been an incredible resource. We've gotten incredible feedback. Check it out. It's called All Star Parent. We are on Twitter, Substack, Instagram. Put all our content out there. It's free, very valuable. Check it out. Subscribe. You'll be glad you did excellent value. We've been getting excellent feedback. So that project is the one I'm most excited about. Well, so we can keep up with everything that you're up to. Go ahead and give out your contact information. Absolutely. So the best, uh, the best way to reach me where I do all my connecting is through LinkedIn. So if you just type in my name, Avi, A-V-I, uh, last name Wolfson, W-O-L-F-S-O-N, I'll pop right up on LinkedIn. And whatever you have, an, whatever idea you have, or you want to ask me a question, or there's anything that we can do to support each other. Um, I love meeting people. I love connecting. I'm a connector and I believe in win-win. Right? So whatever you have, you can reach me on LinkedIn, shoot me a question. I'll answer. If I don't answer right away, give me a little time. I will respond to you. And if you have an idea, you want to collaborate, or you just want to ask me, pick my brain. I'm a helper. I help people. That's why I'm here on this earth. It's part of my purpose and what I'm supposed to do. So connect with me. Let's talk. I'll see if we can help each other. But yeah, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Happy to talk and chat there. Close us out with some final thoughts. Maybe if it was something that I forgot to talk about that you would like to touch on or just any final thoughts you have for the listeners. Absolutely. Um, one thing I would just like to say, Curtis, to the audience is, Whatever you're going through, if you're struggling, if you're having a hard time, or you're not sure what it is that your purpose is yet, that's okay. We all have times where we go through that in life. 
And sometimes those times are way longer than we thought or even feel endless. Um, and sometimes uh, we do so much spinning that we lose all sense of direction. But just like the axe that I throw when I do axe throwing, even if you're, you're spinning and you're out of control, you're still moving towards the target. So just remember, you are always moving toward the target. Even if it doesn't feel like it, you will get there. You may not realize it, but there is a light at that end of that tunnel. Just you don't have to accomplish everything in one week or one month or one year. Take whatever it is that you have and break it down, make it chunk sized. And by that, I mean, well, the best way I can put this is somebody like Walt Disney, who had a ton of success, but also a lot of failure. He said, all the adversity I've faced in my life, all my obstacles and struggles have strengthened me. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. And Greg Reed further reinforced this idea by stating that a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action makes your dreams come true. And that is the blueprint that I have for your audience. Don't do it all in one go. Break it down, whatever it is, make it manageable, whether you have to break it down into hours or by day or however it is, break it up, make it actually achievable and manageable. You'll be shocked how much more effective you are when instead of you're trying to accomplish one gigantic goal in a year, you break that down into, into manageable size chunks because then you'll see, oh, I can actually see the parts that I'm accomplishing that I am making progress. You need to see the progress to keep you, to give you the fuel to keep going. And that is what the last thing I want to leave you with is. Ladies and gentlemen, Avi Wolfson, please check him out on LinkedIn. Pick up his books, please. If you enjoy this episode, please be sure to follow, rate, review, so I can continue bringing you amazing content. If you have any guests or suggestion topics, cjackson102 at cox.net is the place to send them. As always, thank you for listening. And Avi, thank you so much for joining me today. Such an honor, Curtis. Thank you so much for having me. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.